Welcome to this new episode of the Mental Health Podcast from the Collaborating Red Cross Student Desks. This time presented by me, Tess Rijkers, from the Student Desk of Wageningen. Before we start, I would like to mention that this episode will be a special edition as we would like to include our international listeners as well. Every season there will be an international episode and therefore we will speak in English. In this episode, we talk to Narida about the transition students go through when studying abroad and get insight on how to develop a crush instead of a crash with a new culture. Okay, well, welcome Nereida. First of all, it's really nice that you wanted to join us today and thank you very much for that. Could you maybe give the listeners a small introduction of yourself? Yes, well, my name is Nereida Ordovas. I am originally from Spain, from Madrid. That's where I studied um, clinical psychology. Mm-hmm. And now I am working here in the university as a student psychologist, mainly for international students because I work in English and also in Spanish for those students that come from a Spanish-speaking country. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're originally from Spain. Why did you choose the Netherlands? Um, well, first, when I finished my degree, I decided to go to London to live the experience, to learn English, and also to, to learn about life in general, because I think that when you go outside your comfort zone and, and you visit new places and live in new places, new cultures, you also learn a lot. So first I was living in London for two years, and then I thought, okay, I want to specialize as a psychologist in something. And while I was in London, it was very important for me feeling like a migrant or an expat. It was a a feeling that I've never felt before because you only Mm -hmm. feel that when you go outside your country. So I thought, okay, I want to really specialize in migration and this experience and this psychological experience in particular. So then I was looking for, for a master which would allow me to do that. And then I found a, a master specialization in migration at Radboud, which is in Nijmegen. Yes. Um, and then I studied there my master um, in human geography, a specialization migration. So then when I finished this master, I could really merge together my background as clinical psychologist with the experience of migration psychologically speaking. So when moving to the Netherlands and also as you just mentioned to London, you told it yourself it was quite a transition maybe. You really felt as a migrant. And how did you really experience this? Were there a lot of challenges or maybe highlights that you might have experienced in this period or maybe still experience here in the Netherlands? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, when I when I first went to London, I felt that I knew not a lot about life, so um, it was all really unlearning what I knew from my life, from my university, back home, family and friends, but also to, to learn new things. At the beginning, I was, of course, very lost and feeling very lonely and homesick until I realized that when I was able to really wait 
just wait and just be, things were happening. And of course, um, it demanded also from me to be open and to be flexible and everything. But that I didn't need to be really so worried all the time about meeting people or worried all the time about having plans or because then when I could flow and when I could just be I noticed that I met people maybe at my work or maybe I met people on the street that also gave me the the feeling that okay I really don't need to be that worried all the time when I can just be and let things happen. So this happened in London. I learned a lot of things about also practical things. And then when I came to the Netherlands, also very different culture from my own. Um, When I could notice that it was, especially in the university, a little bit difficult to really make friends, for example, with Dutch students. My friends were all international students. Mm -hmm. And, And that's really nice, but also, I was feeling like, okay, I want to get to know more this culture and, and the people that live here and etc. So I, I started also to be interested in, okay, what are the features of this culture? And those are all adaptations that you have to be making little by little with observation and reflection. Yes, every culture has its own meanings and values, of course. And as you said, yeah, you just have to maybe go with the flow and just leave things as they are and then they will come more naturally maybe and you ended up working here as a student psychologist uh, but with your expertise in migration and psychology uh, you give trainings in mindful towards transition could you maybe tell us something about what this training exactly entails yeah this is actually the first uh, training that i started here in the university for in principle for international students It's about what we feel when we move to a new place and start studying specifically in a new university. Because many international students, and and that was some of the complaints that as a student psychologist, my colleagues and I were getting very often, like feelings of loneliness, Mm-hmm. not really knowing how to make deep connections with people because yes meet people you can meet people everywhere but really making deep connections talking about what is going on it was difficult for for some international students so this lonely this feeling of loneliness homesickness of course missing your hometown your friends your family the food the way you do things um, etc that was also an important part of the experience and then as well the educational shock of coming to a, a new educational system that you don't really know how how it works and it, and it also happened to me it's so different from the university in Spain uh, and you notice all those differences you feel a little bit lost so students sometimes can feel like okay it's my fault I am doing something wrong while in, in, in reality, what is happening is you are coming in a system that is totally new and you have to, first of all, know about it, talk about it and, and get to know the differences in order to adapt it to your own way of working, which is not bad or good. It's just something that you have to adapt or maybe change or maybe also bringing some of the things that you can do and know how to do. Mm-hmm. So this educational show was also present 
And then because I work um, with the perspective and, and techniques of mindfulness, I am using mindfulness techniques and practices to reflect and to think about and go through this transition. So we are talking about how to take perspective from our thoughts and, and getting to know that our thoughts are not the reality. Um, we are practicing about how to come into the really the present moment and just be, not constantly being in the doing or in the changing mindset, but really being here right now. Um, and from the um, acceptance and commitment uh, perspective as well, knowing about our values, what are our values, because when we know what are important things in life for us, then we can commit with certain goals and with certain actions that then will be making our experience here meaningful. Mm -hmm. So the, so this commitment with the new environment is which is what will really help with homesickness, for example, because it's not something that it will stop from happening, feeling homesick. Yes. You will maybe experience these difficulties and this um, wanting to be home sometimes, but when you commit to what you really came here to do, then it goes easier or better normally. And from the educational shock, it was just really important that students have the place to voice their struggles, to, to say, okay, I, I, re I am really struggling with these short periods, with these exams multi-option, or with these group works, or so that they really have a, a, a place where they can share and see and observe that they are not alone, that, that also other students are struggling with almost the same things and bringing this um, awareness, which is actually what mindfulness brings to life, no? this awareness of what is going on, sometimes to change it, but also sometimes to accept it because sometimes you just have to accept what it is and, and I think that's a, a valuable learning life experience that international students will also have when, when they change to a different country. Oh, that's mm. really nice. Um, do you feel like students feel safe or the feeling that they can easily talk about these problems and maybe that differs for different backgrounds, of course, or mm. different cultures? Do you have the feeling that they yeah, can easily talk about these things. At least in my trainings, and I think maybe in other trainings that we offer too, they feel that space and they feel that freedom and, and the openness to, to voice their opinions, always with respect, but without being judged. Because emotions are not something to be judged. Emotions, you can share them, someone can feel um, related or, or mirrored by your own emotions, but emotions, I honestly don't think that can be judged. So always what I try to create in my trainings is a space where students can talk as easily and as freely as possible about what they feel in a safe space, because everything is of course confidential, but that they can see that they are not alone this is the most important thing, that they are not alone, because when you are struggling with something and you think that you are alone in that or that something is wrong with you because you are struggling with this, then the experience is 
much more difficult. So already to have the space where they can just say it and say it freely and feel themselves accompanied by people, that's already very, very, very important. Yeah. And you talked about having to let things be the way they are and just go with the flow sometimes. I can imagine that this can be quite a process for students because they might feel guilty by having to choose between two things. What did I came here to do and how do I still stay connected to my family or my my own values for my own culture, my religion? Do you think that this is a big process for them and or that it's quite easily done? No, it's not easy at all. This is really a process and it's not easy. That's why I always say the, you have to take your time because this is not easy and that is not easy. It doesn't mean that it's impossible, but you really have to take your time and to take your your space to reflect about it. So it's not something like choosing between my culture or this culture. Um, a very important concept for me when when we talk about being a migrant or being international student or being an expat is the need that we all have anyway to belong and to belong means to really feel um, accepted but with your own particularities and we all have our own particularities even within a culture so the need to belong is for us super important and for that wouldn't have to be necessary that you leave all your culture behind, all your um, traditions or religion or whatever behind, but that you can bring those here feeling safe, feeling respected, but also learning uh, uh, from the values that where you are now can bring to you. So for example, my own culture, now Spanish culture, where yes, we are sort of a open culture as well and saying what we think etc but not as direct and openly expressing our own wishes as the Dutch culture no? and even though for me that was difficult at the beginning it also teach me something like it's alright to voice my wishes it's alright to, to say what I want what I, what I think for example and it's very valuable that I am able to express what I think, express my needs from my own point of view. And also when I allow myself to voice my needs, it will be easier that I allow others to voice their needs and even their disagreement. So this is something that I learned from the Dutch culture that I really like and really appreciate, even though it's sometimes still difficult for me to experience that shock or, or experience that those moments so it's not about forgetting about your culture and not living like that anymore everything but bringing all that you have and making it valuable for here right now so bringing your traditions or cooking or your way of study, maybe a study by memory is not really what is used in the Netherlands, but maybe you can use some of that um, studying by memory for other things. I don't know. How can you bring what you already have from your culture here 
and merging it together so that you can feel that you belong. That's the important thing. Yes. <laughs> Great. And these trainings, are they only useful for international students or maybe also for natives or people just coming to live here in the Netherlands? Actually now it's open for any student. Also Dutch students suffer from homesickness. It can be also useful for them how to learn to commit with what are they doing here, with their values, with their important things in life. Also the feeling of loneliness, it it doesn't it, it does not depend of the culture of the person. We can all at some points of our life feel feel alone. Like maybe we are surrounded by people or we are part of a student association and we do sports and whatever and we go there and make a lot of plans like many Dutch students. But at the same time, feeling this loneliness because um, at the same time that you know many people, really deep connections with someone, you are lacking of it and you are missing it. So this feeling of loneliness can also be there. The educational shock, maybe, maybe that your students doesn't, don't feel it that often because they are used to this system since they are in school, but the pressure and the pressure to perform and this performance society where where we feel this urge to really um, give something and give the best and always positive and always the best it doesn't work for many people i i really doubt that it works for anybody so maybe also that students can relate to those feelings you were talking also about loneliness and especially also just transition on its own to get to a more current topic maybe uh, of course now we're living in a pandemic for almost over almost two years maybe mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. do you feel like students that that the loneliness has become a bigger problem right now than you saw before hmm. yes i think definitely that the pandemic has had a big big impact in the transition and the feelings of students and especially international students because they come here um, really with the, with the perspective of meeting new people, doing different things, visiting different countries. Maybe some people come from very far away and they want to also have this opportunity to travel through Europe or visiting other places, etc. And the pandemic made it impossible to move to anywhere else. And of course, coming here and finding out that you have to stay in your uh, room because classes will be online and and you will not be able to meet anybody if it's not online with MS Teams or Skype or whatever. It makes it very difficult because I really think that we are social beings. Mm-hmm. So we really need to be in touch with people. And I think face-to-face touch and face-to-face meetings are super important for us as human beings. And this has been cut suddenly. And of course, this is going to be painful. And of course, this is going to be difficult. That's another transition on top of the transition that we already have to go through when we come to another culture, another educational system, etc. So it added up definitely. and, And it added up to the loneliness because 
it was physical, really physical loneliness, uh, at least while the lockdown was there. And it is difficult because it is uncertainty. Our brains are not prepared for uncertainty because our brains want certainty. This is the way we are designed. We need certainty to survive. So it's going to be difficult. It has been difficult. It has affected many people. For some, it's been um, harsher than from others. But accepting that it has been difficult and it will continue to be difficult um, is part of the process, accepting it. It really relieves you of a lot of weight, I think, from your shoulders. Maybe also some things done by organizations or, for instance, a university. They organize a lot of different activities to look at their well-being and know that they're being heard and trying to engage mm -hmm. in that. Uh, for instance, I know that the Wageningen University organizes a week that goes around mental well-being. For instance, the Serve Your Stress Week, where they talk about the topic of stress and students and how they can cope with that and just trying to start a dialogue mm -hmm. to make it an open discussion and to yeah to break the taboo around it. Um, do you feel like universities or colleges or other uh, organizations should incorporate those campaigns? Yeah, absolutely. I was really surprised when I came here to the Netherlands is is the great support that universities offer to the students for their mental well-being is is a really good thing to do and is a and is a really good investment to to do it in the universities because here is the future no i mean yeah the thing that your trainings and of course you're a student psychologist as well so you face many of these problems with students i think i think your trainings also are a nice collaboration with these campaigns maybe and to ask a final question if you have to give students some tips or tricks about how to cope with these situations and especially during covid times what would be your main advice mm -hmm. well my main advice also because as a psychologist and mindfulness trainer as well is my own um, guidance in life acceptance first of all acceptance of what is here already when you try to fight against negative emotions or uncertainty or frustration or sadness they only become bigger that's my experience and that's also what i've seen in in students when i talk to them individually by all those thoughts or all those emotions no but just to observe When I observe, I see what it is. And to see what it is, is important because it's already here. I mean, only if only because it is already here, it's important to just observe, accept, which doesn't mean to give up. Accept is, accept that is here. Later, when you have accepted that is here, you will be able to decide what response or which direction where to go but in the first place it has to be this awareness this recognition and this acceptance if this first step is not there then you are only reacting automatically to things and these reactions automatic rea reactions are not based on your values are not based 
on what is important for you in life, only when you stop, observe and accept, can you then make decisions, choose responses and choose your behaviors. So my main advice would be to stop, observe and accept. Dear Narita, thank you very much for this interesting and enriching conversation. It is nice to see that you've used your own experiences to help students and you gave the listeners a perspective on how to tackle different situations like loneliness or living with a new culture. And so yet again, I really want to thank you for joining this conversation and contributing to this podcast. Thank you all for listening to this first international episode about developing a crush instead of a crush with a new culture. We hope that you've gained some new insights and that you can take them with you if you're going to spend some time abroad. Every season there will be another international episode from the Red Cross Student Desk, so hopefully we'll see you soon. This is the Red Cross Student Desk podcast.